Hello everyone. This is Akanksha and this is Arzu and we welcome you to the 6th episode of Atypical Avocados. Before we go ahead, don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever channel you're listening to this. What's up Akanksha? How's your week been? I've been so busy dude since the time I've come home there's just been so much going on. It's good yeah that you're busy otherwise all the days could just merge into one now. Yeah for sure man I don't know what I'd do if I weren't busy you know. It's all about Ikikai like he spoke last week <laughs> the happiness of staying busy and all. Yeah. Anyway how's it been for you? Yeah so I've been keeping busy by doing uh, stuff for Pune Learns. I don't think I've spoken about it on the podcast yet. Oh yeah how's that going why don't you tell us about Pune Learns? Yeah so Pune Learns is an organization that was founded in 2015 it's a non-profit organization and before corona we actually had a team of volunteers who would go to different parts of Pune and mm-hmm. teach children uh english children who came from economically undersourced backgrounds basically and yeah. now since we can't physically go to them but we still want to you know continue working with them and developing them and their english we're spending more time trying to figure out how to do this digitally yeah i guess everyone's just figuring out how to do things uh, virtually in this new world yeah. but i'm sure for you guys it must be a little bit more challenging you know given the lack of digital literacy and just the you know lack of internet un- uh, availability right yeah and like none of us who are doing this have ever done something like before and the kids yeah. on also they don't have a stable internet connection some of them and most of them didn't know how to use the zoom app either but they picked up directions very quickly smart kids indeed <laughs> kya baat hai what an <laughs> example of digital india you know but Anyway, in general, kids are way too smart these days, man. Yeah, I know. But you know, while talking to them, we found out that most of them really haven't been having any online classes from the school or anything, you know, to continue their education. So it's just everything has just come to a halt for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not very surprised actually. You know, I was talking to my cousin who goes to an elementary school in. one of the best private schools in delhi mm-hmm. and i was asking her you know how is it been for her how are her online classes going on and she said that you know there's nothing new which is being taught right now so she does have these classes where the teacher comes and she just tries to keep everyone engaged by doing some activity but that's probably it right okay yeah Yeah I guess so though I don't think the kids are getting that much out of these online sessions though right Yeah I think it's a lot to do with the way it all happened you know it was mm-hmm. we never anticipated that we'd have to move to online teaching especially for elementary or secondary schooling right yeah. so nobody was really prepared for it and schooling not just in india but i guess worldwide it's very face to face and it's still very blackboard based Yeah I know the most exciting thing for us when we were kids was in school when we got uh, like this digital drawing board but it was still like face to face online teaching wasn't like even a concept back then wow you know my school we just had a smart classes so we had these four really tiny outdated computer screens in you know four corners of the classroom Okay. which 45 people had to share by the way so <laughs> it was it was just very namesake online learning but it was quite useless honestly ah uh, yeah that's true 
but uh, now because of this whole lockdown situation a unicef report that released recently has said that 247 million kids who are in school have been impacted in some way or the other yeah and the problem with this whole thing is that you know education is still a very strong tool for kids from low income households to get a better life right Yeah absolutely and also like actually going to school it also meant that so many children used to get like one meal of theirs was provided by the school through different you know government initiatives and stuff like that yeah but i think despite being underprepared for this pandemic i think some governments are you know adapting well yeah in fact i read about the kerala government so they have they have started this initiative where they're going to telecast virtual classes on an educational tv channel because not everyone has wow. connectivity to the internet exactly so they're going to try to reach as many kids as possible through a tv channel so that the learning will be continued and for the children who don't have tvs they're also setting up neighborhood uh, study centers wow man that's so cool yeah i know the governments also come up with you know different ways for continuity of learning like web portals apps and even podcasts yeah dude i think it's still going to take some more time and resources to actually build out these platforms though you know which is the need of this hour considering mm-hmm. we aren't going back to schools anytime soon obviously we aren't comfortable you know going back into the outside world i had to go grocery shopping and every time i have to go to a grocery shop my stomach sinks like i have this very weird feeling so i think <laughs> sending sending kids back to schools seems so far away right now yeah i don't think we're going to work anytime soon. soon you know i think till december i'm going to be at my parents house and working from home <laughs> yeah for sure dude and in countries where schools have resumed such as taiwan they have introduced plastic separators between students to ensure social distancing and also in denmark cafeterias and the whole concept of sitting together with your friends at lunch doesn't exist anymore yeah i think opening schools back up is also really important for you know parents who are essential workers and they really don't have any place to uh, you know send their kids to yeah like in the uk the schools were open for much longer than other countries that's because a lot of the population in the uk is essential workers and they need to go to work so the children need to be at schools so that you know they are cared for and you know there's someone looking after them and they're not alone at home Yeah, that is true. By the way, did you hear that CBSE and ICSE exams for tenth and twelfth grade have been cancelled? Yeah, my cousin is in tenth grade. She's supposed to give her ICSE exam, so we've been keeping track uh-huh. of every single move that has been going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, there was an announcement that the exams have been postponed. Then there was so much speculation going on: that exams are going to happen, not happen, and then finally, three months later. they have been cancelled but they have also given them an option ki who wants to attend can attend that like can give the exam what does that mean yeah so, so they, it's basically a way for people who are who didn't score well in prelims to make up for it is it yeah so by putting the option in front of the children they are kind of promoting their responsibility saying that you know if someone gets infected also by coming to an exam center it was not our fault it was your choice oh yeah wow man like, that's that's really bad Yeah, I feel like I don't know. It's very, it's very weird. I can't imagine the kind of anxiety that 
you know the kids and the parents would have gone through man like there's already so much pressure on kids to do well because these are such crucial years and this is not what they probably need at this point i know right we were always told ki pehle 10th kar lo sab theek ho jayega fir 12th kar lo sab theek ho jayega fir college kar lo but now like these crucial years only have been impacted do you remember giving your board exams yeah man it feels like a lifetime ago like i was a whole different person back then but somehow you know i think we all did well and i just remember it being very stressful like it was just make or break yeah i know it's such a crucial time yeah and for the indian educational system also and because schools weren't prepared for anything you know to take classes virtual basically mm-hmm. students are suffering in the whole process yeah i think it's uh, not just classes but also assessments right i think what really surprises me is that even undergrad colleges are struggling to take online assessments which has delayed the entire graduation cycle of these students right which is again such a big stepping stone in one's life yeah because undergraduate colleges in india everything in assessment is anyway self study in class so nothing is taught <laughs> taught to us <laughs> Yeah, but that's a conversation for some time later, Arzu. Yeah, we can dish on our colleges later. But I guess the government is slowly building, you know, these e-learning platforms such as Shagun, Swayam, Diksha, using mm-hmm. which students can continue school education as well as undergraduate and postgraduate courses online. And in fact, fifty k students have accessed Swayam since the lockdown began. Oh wow! I didn't know that, mm. but. I think the other good thing uh, in my opinion was that you know edtech was already growing in India so there are a lot of edtech upskilling platforms that had come up recently be it Udemy Byju's or Upgrade right so it's not like yeah. they had to start from zero yeah i think it's i think a lot of more schools will like form tie ups with these edtechs now you know to continue learning yeah yeah i signed up for a few courses also during this lockdown you know just for upskilling and all that you did the yeah. howard business school course na yeah i loved it it was the first online course i took and it was very very good mm-hmm. but you know uh, engineering and medical school entrance exams have also been delayed because of the lockdown right yeah dude these kids up like some kids who are now in 12th have been preparing for these tests since like 9th grade 4 years of their life so i feel like yeah. again it's so much pressure on these students yeah i was reading about quota which is around 300 test centers and accommodates i think around 150k students wow. it was shut during the lockdown yeah and but the good part there is that there were already a few test centers who were working on a e learning platform to launch in june so because of the lockdown they moved up the launch to april and kids are still able to you know continue their uh, learning and their uh, assessments and whatever it is through the portal yeah i think that's a really good step taken by them there are also like loads of gre and gmat centers that have quickly changed their models so that students can take the test from their own home I, yeah i think everyone's just trying to adapt but this is obviously a very slow process and there are a lot of students who are at this crucial juncture in their lives you know who've been most affected by this pandemic yeah there are a lot of like students whose basically futures hanging in the balance right now yeah 
With that said, let's welcome our guest for today's episode, Arman Satikar. He is a fourth-year engineering student who is currently going through everything we have just spoken about, and is here to give us a perspective of a college student and share his thoughts on what the future of education looks like post-COVID. Uh, oh, oh. Hi, Arman. How are you? I'm good, man. What's up with you? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm home, and I'm kind of loving it. But how's the lockdown been for you? I guess we have uh, very contrasting lives. I'm just done, bro. I can't do this anymore. It's been too long. It's lockdown and stuff. All he's been doing is been playing CS and screaming so the whole house can hear him till late hours of the night. <laughs> and being late for the podcast recording, right? See, I was preparing it. I can't come <laughs> to such a prestigious thing without preparation. So, please. So, how's college? Are you finally done with it? uh depends on what you mean by done with it so if if you if you mean i graduated no i haven't but i'm definitely done with it bro it's like you know drag since forever it's been postponed and they're like no 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 you have exams in another four days and they're like nope it's canceled again and they're like you have exams in four days and it's canceled again so that was really frustrating dude yeah it's it's a bit annoying but i mean there's the more annoying part is there's just nothing i can do or we can do about it so it's a feeling right. of helplessness in a limbo so it's questionable but what about your degree you can't really start working without it right no that's the issue like ulta position normally it's like the companies are like oh we have to do this you have to do this before you join now it's like the uh-huh. companies waiting for us to join and we are just like we got to graduate before we can so it's kind of like role reversal but hopefully it'll get sorted soon and be able to start my corporate slave life akansha <laughs> our last year was so much fun dude and then now look at these kids poor thing yeah these guys missed out on all the big moments you know that people actually have in the final year and then you look back and then you know those cherishable memories Oh, big you won't have any air man no 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 <laughs> but we made the best decision of our life before corona went crazy on our uh, college life and on all of our lives I went on a trip from March first to March fifteenth. So that was a. Oh right, was, you went to Kud. Yes, exactly. So we did a whole road road trip of Karnataka from uh, Mangalore to Kurg to uh, we went to Vandala. I mean, admittedly, not the smartest yeah. decision, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was before it was, the pandemic. Yeah, it was a perfectly timed trip. Like we came back on, I came back on the fifteenth, and ten days later, the whole country was in shutdown. So it was wow. saving grace at least you have that to look back yeah. to yeah but what about the new uh, semester dude i heard that it's been pushed to october and then you know physical classes are not going to happen yeah so that's the thing right uh, when the lockdown was first announced like a couple of weeks after that the ugc university grants commission had put out a notice with a whole schedule so that's exactly what mm-hmm. you're waiting on right now cuz the aict and uh, they basically been advised to revise their guidelines so normally the new semester was supposed to start somewhere in august but now it's expected to be pushed back to october so everything messed up because they can't even take new admissions right uh, because mm-hmm. of the mhcct recently got can- like postponed yeah. and je need to right. postpone so it's uncertainty everywhere that's the more thing it's like it's not an issue about being locked down or stuck in a house it's the thing of when are we going to get out and when are things going to get back to normal so that's the issue yeah, yeah. there's a lot of uncertainty in like the whole education sphere in india and everywhere yeah i heard lots of premier institutes even for post grad they're looking at virtual options at least for the first semester now 
Yeah, ISB is going online this year, right? Which has led to many people deferring. Yeah, a few of my friends have applied for masters and all, and they've gotten acceptances. But as you said, they are looking to virtually onboard. But the issue for students in India is that we haven't even graduated yet. They can't give us admission. Neither can we take admission. So it's as I said, it's the role reversal. concept like institutions are telling us to come and join but at the same point we are just like we can't right now so right yeah and even the students who were actually in college right now so I had a colleague who went to cambridge for her mba last year mm-hmm. and uh, you know then the pandemic happened so she was actually sent back to india and right now she's in india attending all these virtual classes so it's essentially a virtual mba right and mba is supposed to be all about networking and experiences which is like next to zero this year so she doesn't even know when she's going back all oh, right yeah mm-hmm. but because of this situation a lot of students have been asking for refunds on the full tuition fees and also yeah. because yeah and also because of you know housing and other things like that and many us uh, institutions have estimated losses of more than 100 million dollars yeah i think uh, even in the new year less and less people are going to apply to colleges because of the uncertainty in the us uh because of the uh, job restrictions and the visa situations and also i feel that the economic conditions for a lot of people you know unfortunately has changed uh because of the pandemic people have lost jobs right and and in addition to the entire online experience you know people are actually reconsidering even going to colleges for higher education you know so it's obviously less revenue for the colleges yeah i know and many universities are also you know bracing for a even bigger financial hit because of these remote classes and you know because of the refunds on even sporting events especially in the us sporting events in colleges is a very lucrative revenue for them so because of that being mm-hmm. cancelled a lot of it has been affected yeah in fact moody's has predicted that institutions with strong endowments and cash flow like Howard or Stanford are going to weather the virus while the smaller ones would not in fact one in every six colleges in the US are estimated to shut down due to the pandemic wow uh, considering the point of view of uh, students and people who are going to join colleges i really don't think people are ignoring the job market and all of that all of those concepts i think just as a humanitarian thought and approach i don't think people really want to go abroad and take the risk of being away from their homes and as as we've already spoken about their uncertain times so you don't know what can happen where so i guess people right now are choosing to be yeah in their safe space and i think it's more to do with you know the health and economy of the country you're going to also also international students who went to the us uh, from in 2018 2019 contributed nearly 41 billion to the national economy yeah i guess indians are the second largest nationality on university campuses globally with over 750000 of them studying in colleges across different continents yeah and we're very open minded people as well like we go to abroad countries and we hang out with other indian people really expanding and uh, <laughs> connecting what do you think also yeah yeah we diversify ourselves with people from north india south india nice yeah that's how we do <laughs> even in different countries <laughs> arman so akansha and i were talking about a lot of e-learning platforms being available earlier what are your thoughts on that yeah at the same point like i mean i was uh, how sad it sounds like scrolling linkedin has become a pastime of mine now so that's like my late night netflix but like uh, 
I noticed like a lot of people have Why been... is that sad? That's a conscious hobby. Dude. <laughs> See, in my get... situation, in my age, I don't need to be do that right now. You don't get 4,000. Connections. You need to start early. That's, that's, that's why I'm starting. Yeah. And, that's good. Uh, I noticed that a lot of uh, people have been doing these micro masters and like a lot of certifications from big, big colleges like Harvard. And then there is a, I've seen people been doing uh, certifications from JP Morgan and different, different institutions at the same time where I think that's a, it's a good thing. And more than good thing, it is a necessity of the hour, but I feel like Mm -hmm. for some reason it, uh, brings down the credibility of said, uh, of said certifications because everyone has them. Like I've scrolled on LinkedIn and every single person has done like four or five certifications from these big colleges. So, I I mean, it's definitely a plus point. There's no denying that having an extra certification on your CV is a bad thing, but I just don't Mm -hmm. think they would, they hold as much as they would otherwise. Right. I think it's more to do with the upskilling, right? Uh, for me, if I do a if I do a certification, at, at least at this point in my career, it's, less, it's to do less with, uh, you know, if it adds any value to my CV, but more to what skill does it add, you know, to my yeah, yeah for to, sure to me, right? Yeah, for sure. I think like different people in their different uh, different stages in their career or life, because it's mm. it's been instilled and drilled into your head that build your CV, build your CV, have four internships, have four internships on your CV, have wow. four internships. I just yeah. did one, dude. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, then, I did half. and then I got placed with an internship and then life was sorted. See, I'm a mech kid, you're an IT kid. We are not the same. <laughs> hey, I'm a comp kid. We are, uh, yes. Okay. Even IT and was, comp are not the same. IT and comp are not the Sorry, same. Sorry, Arjun. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not the same. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was talking uh, to this friend recently who was explaining to me, you know, how they're using AI to make adaptive e-learning platforms. So basically, you get personalized education according to the level you're at and the level that you want to reach. So that is something that really excites me. And, you know, I feel that that's really the future of e-learning platforms or education per se. Yeah, everything is getting personalized right now. So why not education for that matter? And when massive businesses have already moved from offline to online in the pre-COVID era, why hasn't higher education, you know, been able to take this step and move completely online? I think as as we've mentioned before like the reason for people deferring their MBAs and so I think the that starts at a lower level like you make connections you make friends at so I guess that starts from like college so people don't want to miss out on that experience like I'm pretty sure you can say 15 or 20 percent people that go to the US are mostly going for the experience and of college because college life in the US is all glorified and I can't speak personally but I guess that plays a big part so people are hesitant to move to completely online education yeah because people want yeah. the whole face to face and and even like if you speak of us as a as a society altogether like if you if someone says i did an mba from harvard and someone says that i did an online mba what are you going to give more importance or like heed to so i guess right. online, online education and online certifications have always been not considered as important as in what? yeah yeah but then uh you know looking at the pandemic even the courses that are, uh, you know, going on right now, people who enrolled in universities and just for education continuity per se. So they're having these lectures which are led by professors and uh, via Zoom. So what's your yeah. view on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you you got to learn and adapt right as you move right now. 
if even if you want something which is as we said face to face education i don't think that's possible so you you make the best of the worst i guess so that is definitely that is the future for the for the foreseeable future i guess that is what we have to accept and inculcate in our lives and mm. since march how many online classes have you had cumulative no actually i've had actually i had like maybe five <laughs> and i and i five and three months yeah wow man you know i was listening to this interview of yuval nora harari right and he was talking about so he's a professor at a university in israel so he was talking about his experience teaching over zoom mm. right and he thinks that it may become the new normal he had a very interesting way to look at this right mm. he said that since these calls are all recorded now you're essentially under constant surveillance right which means that the university now has the means to build on to your profile and then this information may be used for you to get a job later on or for a you know visa interview which is quite uneasy for me to digest at this point i know that's scary like you know the smallest thing can be used against you in that way and we need more data privacy norms in education also now yeah anyway but uh, going back to why online may not be the new norm or the future of education i think the bottom line like arman rightly put up is that college is more uh, than just about formal education is the experience is the people is the process of discovering yourself and you know transforming yourself also in most cases and i don't think you can really do that sitting in front of a laptop from your home thank you so much arman for hanging out with us today and guys today when the podcast comes out is also arman's 22nd birthday woohoo what a kid dude what a kid yeah got all the content from me now you're bullying me i like this <laughs> i hope you get a year older and a year wiser also yeah you don't only get older i don't think that's possible you don't only right. get older you get bud wiser it's oh, yeah, your yeah. boy arman sadikar that's been my time you guys have been a great audience <laughs> ंग Yeah so during the lockdown more than 1.3 million people have signed up for a free course by Yale University called the Science of Wellbeing yeah and this is a 295% increase since the end of 2019 wow well here's a fact you don't need to know uh, oh, oh, oh. Thank you so much for attending our very special class today. You've <laughs> all been great students. Nice one, nice one. Don't forget to subscribe to us on all your podcast listening channels and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and everywhere at Atypical Avocados. We would love to hear your feedback, so please do write to us at feedback at atypicalavocados.com also check out our website which is live now it's www.www.atypicalavocados.com <laughs> stay safe everyone stay indoors and we'll see you guys next week bye 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 <laughs>